All right, we're showing up. We're showing up. We're showing up. Hey. Okay. So. So. American Beauty. This was your suggestion. Is a beauty of the American lifestyle. Is that the way you take it? Don't you think so? It is uh, a bit of a. I don't know. I'd almost call it a mockery of the American dream, right? Kind of. Kind of saying like, yeah, you think this this shit is about? I think it also gives a, like a a in look a, a look inward of everyone's different idea of what the American dream should be. Mm-hmm. Because if every single character, with the exception of the gay couple, was dissatisfied in their life of what they wanted, and you know we don't know, we weren't in the gay couple's house, yeah. so they seemed happy. They seemed happy. They seemed very happy. But that was the image everybody else put out, too. It's fair. Um, yeah, so... I was going to ask, so what... This is the thing I wanted to do when we started doing this shit. Is, so, like, what characters did you feel like... Or was there a character you feel like you didn't get enough on? Or maybe you didn't... Maybe that was that's not even the right way to say it. Um, depending on the character, is there a character you'd like to see more of, like background-wise? I think, I think with as as big as a part as Jane played in this movie, I feel like we should have known a little more about her background as well, other than just a little snip, like snippets that we got. Mm-hmm. Because even with uh, Ricky, we found we you know we saw his home life you know how he was treated he was sent off to military school got kicked out yeah. etc so it's like I just kind of feel like that uh that with as big as a part as Jane played we should, probably should have known a little bit more about like her background yeah that's fair yeah because you do kind of jump into just their household and. I mean, now granted, this is where, like, a series kind of trumps a movie, right? Because you, you, they do have, they would have time to go back and show the dynamic of why the two of them aren't talking as much. And, you know, because that whole, like, that first dinner scene after he has the bad day at work. Can't have a bad day at work, just expect us to be best buds, Dad, or whatever the, you know. She said something to that effect. And, so, yeah. No, that, that's fair. Definitely would have liked to see that. And another point where a series kind of trumps it is, I bet Ricky's dad, uh, I bet that was definitely, I mean, granted, you don't even have to go back and see this really to know it, but you know in his childhood, like it was just, gay was not a good thing. Like, (laughs) it was very like, they're all, I mean, they use, you know, the F-A-G word quite a bit, you know. I mean, you're not supposed to say it, so I spelled it. That makes it better. <laughs> makes it better. He said, my I, my only son's not going to be no cocksucker. I was like, yeah. Yeah, he's not great. Meanwhile, he had these repressed homosexual feelings. That's why he's so aggressive about it, you know. Which, I mean, is not wrong. A lot of people who are kind of aggressive and standoffish towards gay people might have a little bit of 
and their lifestyle. Nice. Tell, tell the listeners what you just did. <laughs> you know, flick my hand like, hey, like that. <laughs> like, uh, like your wrist got turned to rubber? Yeah, just, so, so, yeah. You gotta yeah. do it just like that. Yeah. And then, uh... Did you catch that, listeners? Yeah, go ahead. And then, um, also, like, also to know a little bit more on, um, her friend, uh, Angela. Yeah, never meet her parents. No, you don't really know anything about her other than she's a cheerleader. She tells everyone that she fucks everyone, which we find out she doesn't. She's never had sex before. Right. She wants to fuck Jane's dad, Lester. Only because he gives her a lot of attention. Yep. So, like, what's her home life like? Where? How did she get to where... Can't be good. To where she's at right now, to where she needs all this attention. That means it has to be a shitty home life, or she has daddy issues, or... Yeah. Can't be good. So. Maybe he's all like Lester. He's a loser. I mean, they maybe. say women are drawn to... You know, they say that about dudes. That you're drawn to somebody like your mother, and they say women are drawn to somebody oh, like your dad. father, yeah. which... I don't know that that's always the case, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. But then again, ev- like every I... time you ask somebody that, they're like, if you go, like, "Is your wife like your mom?" Like the first thing you're, no, like. <laughs> but I, think... I like. I wonder if like if you really sit down and like, okay, well, oh, uh, well, that's so. I don't know. I, I think know. that applies more if you have mommy issues or daddy issues that you're Probably. attracted to more someone like that person. Yeah, and it's not a good thing. No. Either it's like a, oh, you're abusive just like my dad. <laughs> you're an alcoholic too? Awesome. I love the situations we get in because of your drinking. <laughs> I love that you, we can't pay the bills right now. I love it. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> Did you just threaten me with a knife? <laughs> oh, so hot. You said you want the asparagus? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lester. Uh-huh. Good guy or bad guy in this movie? Do you think that his actions were justified or... Because don't get me wrong. Like I, like, I mean, I believe that Carolyn, his wife, is a cunt. Hmm. Yes. She is... Like the definition of a cunt that puts on like a show to pretend like she's perfect and she's not. Right. Very fair. Like the uh, like the note about the uh, the trimmers, the snippers, matching. Same. Uh, Same as her gardening shoes. Yeah. Her gardening clogs. I like the way Kevin Spacey talks when he's narrating because he just he just sounds like uh fucking kill me. <laughs> Like that's that's the tone you really get from him. So is he a good guy or a bad guy? Well, first of all, can we establish what Carolyn is before we get to Lester? Okay. Is Carolyn you consider her bad? I think I would consider her more on the, the bad side or the antagonist side because she was just very self absorbed and I mean, we don't have a lot of background into their marriage, like what what was going on leading up to this. You just have a snapshot of starting from that day, in less than a year he will die, or he'll be dead. Yes. And... I think whatever camp you put Carolyn in, 
I would guess by proxy you have to say that luster is the opposite. But are we saying like are they even the main like is luster even the main character? I mean yes, obviously he's the main character in the fact that he's like the lead in the movie. He gets the most screen time. But whose story is really being told? I mean cuz he's really happy in the end. I I like I like to step back and go like all right, but who's who's like really important? Like, you know, so he spends a lot of the movie saying he wants to I mean he wants to commit pedophilia. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> is this is the the, like, the, wanna, the mean way to say it? I want to fuck my daughter's hot friend who is in high school with her. Which technically Which, Ricky's breaking the law too cuz I I bet Jane's 16 or 17 as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious because they never stated ages or what grade they were in, but other right. than referencing the other than referencing uh, that Angela and Ricky were in the ninth grade together, they referenced that. So you know right. it's not the ninth grade. And since he disappeared, you can assume that probably by sophomore year, either junior or senior. Unless yeah. if they said it, and we just and he's eighteen. Didn't. Yeah. Unless if they said, like, how old all of them are or, like, what grade they're in. And both the bus just completely missed it. No, I mean, I... But I, I don't I don't think I heard it. I watched it three times in the last... Or when you and I watched it, it was the fourth time. So I've watched it four times in the past 24 hours. Really? So, well, I rented it. So, because one watch doesn't get you everything. That's fair. With this. I mean, you, I, I couldn't even watch notes the... I couldn't watch notes. I couldn't take notes the first two times I watched it. Because you just kind of... There's so much going on. You're like, you really gotta unpack it. You gotta keep up. You know. You're like, okay. Well, well. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody's got their own storyline, and it's really well done. You know, as opposed to some movies that'll just kind of, let's kind of take you here and just go like, what, what, what about that story? Eh, fuck them. You know. Whereas, with, with two hours, they really tell you three different stories and they go into a lot of detail with them you know it's I, nice you get the story about ricky's story is the most interesting and i would say that ricky is the purest of the characters as far as intention goes uh-huh. he's he's just 100 percent honest like he just he just says what it is right even in the end to a fault he says what it is when he just Straight up makes Angela cry, where he's like, you're like, you're ordinary, and you are ugly, and you're boring. And, you know, but that was mean, yeah, but it was honest. And he's sticking up for his girlfriend, you know. I love, so you, in the first uh, dinner scene, first dining room scene, you get pretty much a perfect example of how different than Lester and Carolyn are just by simple posture you look at Carolyn on the would be our left side of the table proper posture no elbows on the table stuff like that then you look over to Lester and he's hunched over you know he's you know arms resting on the table I don't know if he had an elbow on the table or not he just hunched over just kind of eating you just right there you immediately see the difference of the two characters and how completely different they are or have become from one another, which which immediately signifies or you know signals 
trouble in, in the marriage. Yeah. Like they, they, they played that very well. There, there's a lot of very, like, subtle things that, that they did with uh, with the writing and the directing of this. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I don't know how subtle it is if you pick up on it, but... Well, that's, you know... It's there. It's however uh, Spacey chooses to play the role as well, you know. Alright, so... Alright, so I got notes. So we can do notes. But we could also go through quotes, because there's some good ones. Let's do some notes first. We'll do... And I also have... Like four different theories combined into one to form the resolution. So let's do notes, then we can do theories, and we can do quotes. Okay. I didn't see the point in starting the movie the way they did with the video of Jane bitching about her dad. I mean, I guess maybe it sets you up in this, this maybe kind of like a mystery, murder mystery type deal. But I mean, it, I mean, it leads right. I mean, it leads right off of the bat that you know, hey, you he might be getting killed. But well, also, then Lester's but also, like, hey, I'm dead. Yeah, but and I, so, yeah, so I guess the whole movie you're just going, well, who's gonna kill him? Yeah. And I think you're pretty much thinking prime suspect most of the time is Carolyn. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So the first time you watched it, did you go, okay, Carolyn's gonna walk in and kill him? Or do you think it was the neighbor? I can't really speak on the first time I watched this because the first time I watched this movie, I was like nine or ten. Okay, first time you consciously watched it. <laughs> I thought I th- did. You remember the ending? I remember the ending. Yeah. Like I mean, like when that next time you watched it yeah. when you were older, oh, I thought right. I thought that's who was going to uh, kill him because she had the gun in hand and everything. But... Oh, because so you thought it was would be Carolyn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, thought especially, I, especially after like the uh, you know she started going to the shooting range and all that, the gun range. Yeah, yeah, I definitely thought she was gonna kill him. Um, is yeah, and then you just basically find out immediately because they show her walking through the rain <sighs> when the gun because they show everybody's perspective when the gun when the shot rings out. So interesting fun fact though, as as I put this out here. Um, as you already know, but it's for our listeners and possibly your viewers. Um, <laughs> we're watching this, and we watched it again before we recorded this. And yes, doesn't as, happen every time. As the uh, as that the the ending like act, as you call it, comes up where it's you know it's raining hard, it starts pouring down rain over here at Tyler's house. So all you hear to add to the effect of the movie is the rain pounding on the roof of the house. And I'm like, huh, that's pretty fitting for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> is someone about to get shot? Yeah, I know. I kept looking behind me. Like, we, like it goes into that scene. And you were and, kind and of behind start, me because you were on the other couch. I was like, he's about to fucking shoot me in. And it starts, ra- like, it starts raining in the movie, and then all of a sudden I just hear it like, <sighs> on the roof. And I, like, I lean up and I kind of peek out the window. And I'm like, is it raining? Oh, that's pretty fitting. Yeah. So, a little, little fun tidbit. tidbit. Yeah. Carolyn's definitely what you we would call a modern day Karen. Yeah. That's fair. Just, uh, Ricky not eating bacon. We, we never, uh, we never hear about that again. 
He's not like later. He's not like, hey, I'm Muslim. Like he doesn't. (laughs) He never. We never get back to it. You're not eating bacon, or you're not eating bacon in general, or you're not not eating eating pork. Yeah, you don't eat. Yeah. I mean, all he scooped out would look to be like oatmeal. Yeah, I don't know. It it, it, Or was it just some really nasty eggs? (laughs) You gotta scoop the eggs. Yeah. It definitely was a scramble because it was all white. They took yeah. all the yolks out and scrambled the whites of the eggs. <laughs> well, damn. <I'm... laughs> yeah, you just like, I don't know, maybe it's that military style lunch, right? I don't just like, just the pile of slop. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I wish we knew a little more about that. Uh, we said Ricky's the purest character of the movie already. Um, my notes jump around because I have more stuff in the uh, in the resolution than anything. I put most of my brain power into that. But Lester, don't come to the drive-through and go what? Like you you knew where you were heading. Like turn the music down prior to the speaker box. That just annoys me. <laughs> As someone that used to answer the speaker box. <laughs> it's just kind of like dude just just turn the music down be aware of where you're going huh what <laughs> so you and like and why even say what because like you know you have an you have an idea of what they got they're what they're getting at you know like can get you something <laughs> like, what do you want you can pretty much if you didn't hear them you can pretty pretty much assume Hey, can I get it? And then they'll just, if they didn't say it, they'll be like, uh, no, one second. You know, oh, okay. Sidebar. Have you been to any of these fast food restaurants that have the automated thing at the fucking speaker box? No. Panda Express has one, at least the one by my place. Okay. Um, and I think Taco Bell has one as well. So basically what happens, you pull up, and an automated voice starts playing. But, like, it's, it's a recording of a real person, and they're like, you know, for example, like, it would be, you know, Hi, welcome to Panda Express. Would you like to try our orange chicken or whatever? And you'll be like, no, thank you, but can I get it? And then you'll hear, Panda Express, what can I get you? You're like, what? wait a minute. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> who, who the fuck was I just talking to? Why would they have it, something it was... that can't answer you? <laughs> answer, and then you have this the person in the restaurant yeah. then answer. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's, like, a thing to where, like, if, to where, like, if, if, if it detects you're there and, you, and someone from the, who's running the drive through window doesn't, like, greet you within, like, 10 seconds, it kicks in automatically to greet you to have a great customer experience. But, like, it's not a great customer experience, but I'm like, no, thank you. Can I get the, uh, actually, never, let me get the orange chicken. <sighs> Panda Express, what can I get you? And I'm like, what, I, I did orange chicken. You sound completely different. <laughs> did you get a cold in the past three seconds? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense, and it pisses me off every time. So I've learned to like, I'll pull Just up, wait. I'll pull up someplace, and it'll be like, and I'll wait till I hear like abnormalities, like, you know, welcome to Taco Bell, and you hear pans clank, you hear pans clank in the background. And you're like, okay, it's a real person. But if you, it's like... You wait, they're going to start fooling you. If I fucking pull up to Taco Bell and they're like, Hi, welcome to Taco Bell. Would you like to try our breakfast crunch? Nah, it's a recording. Well, no, there's no you're, not, you're, you're not getting me. <laughs> you're not real. 
Or like you pull up to some places, they'll be automated to tell you that they're closed. So like if yeah, you know, which is a common thing anymore, where fast food places close early because they don't have employees. Yeah. You'll pull up and you know they look like they're open. You'll pull up to the thing and it'll be like, "Hi, welcome to Taco Bell." Unfortunately, we are closed at the time. Oh, okay, well, guess I'm just gonna go next door to Wendy's. And then Wendy's is closed too. And then you go to McDonald's. And McDonald's is closed. You're like, it's eight thirty on a Monday night. Why is every place closed? <laughs> wow. I uh, I'm speaking from personal experience on that too. So. Right. Why is KFC Why is KFC open, but they're all out of fucking chicken? Yeah. Again, personal experience. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to order fucking five pounds of mashed potatoes. If you gotta eat. You gotta eat, right? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Uh, also, they're just walking in the middle of the street. Jane and... Oh, yeah. Just in, and in the middle of the street. Why? Fuck the cars. And people do that. Yeah. And it's just noise that... Women with babies walk in the middle of the street. And I'm driving my car. And like, why are you putting your baby in the street? There's a sidewalk the right there. Get out of the street. There's a sidewalk for walking on the side. Just go over there. It's not that big a deal. When you need, you walking, your elbows are out. What are we doing? Fucking move. You tell me you don't walk like that? You can walk like that on the sidewalk. I, I just, I don't know. I got a stroller, more important. I don't know. Just get the fuck out of the way. Another thing, I like how... There's going to be a very late term abortion. Yes. Love a good late term abortion. Support it. By car. Anyway. I mean, it's, it's, it's like an enhanced version of a hanger. It's metal. I, I suggest watching that damn Michael Che. His sketch show on HBO Max. And he's got a skit about this dude's karate dojo. And he's just kicking pregnant women in the stomach. <laughs> he's like, I can't, I don't want to butcher the lines. I think it's something like, Two months, six months, whatever. It's all ragu in the end. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so two sidebars. Number one, uh, according to this website I'm on, uh, and this is this the quote from the website. You know, let uh, Lester says, you know, I feel like I've been in a coma for the past twenty years, and I'm just now waking up. As Lester fantasizes about her, about his daughter's best friend 16 year old Angela Hayes so I, I, they picked up somewhere she's 16 I well, guess we'll roll with that I mean, she's dry. She, she has a car so well I was going to say the only way that I picked that up is when he's outside smoking weed with Ricky he's like yeah, and he quits right in front of him which I have that quote later so save that but and he goes, like, well, aren't you scared? You just quit your job? Well, I guess you're all at 16, so whatever. And then Ricky's like, I'm 18. And he goes, oh. And he's like, I have other sources of income. And he's, like, holding up the joint, you know. So, it's kind of like, that's, I, I guess, that would be the only clue that would lead me to believe that the Jane and Angela are maybe 16. Maybe. I don't it know. Is, it's never directly said. It's so. not said directly unless we unless maybe like the people that wrote the summary are like 16 year old Angela Hayes and they're like okay well 
All right, well, that's our source, then. I, yeah, I don't know. So the internet's our source. I think it's a movie about pedophilia. It's my favorite movie about pedophilia. I mean, it's the only one I really know about pedophilia. I mean, if it was... But, I mean... I say, like, my favorite movie about pedophilia <laughs> as if there's, like, all these movies. The only one I know... It's the best movie I know about pedophilia. I guess there's I mean, movies about would... pedophilia, like, about, like... There's, I think his movie's called, like, Traffic and shit, right? I mean, there's movies in which kids are trafficked. It would, uh... It would make it more fitting. In this aspect. Taken. Anyway, go ahead. If, um... If you put, uh, Ricky... As being the six... As being 16 or whatever. Yeah. And Kevin Spacey's character's after him. Make it more fitting for, Ke- for uh... For Kevin Spacey. Right, it'd be, it'd be a biopic for yeah. Kevin Spacey, yeah. You know, he just got charged in the UK. Three counts of sexual misconduct with a with a minor. Oh, just... Kevin. <laughs> good here's, actor. Here's the fucked like, up part, man. Is he's so good. Stop diddling little boys. He's a diddler. He's a fucking diddler. Yeah. Fucking diddler. Yeah. Anyway. So sidebar number two. I love how they uh, portray like the American beauty, the American dream as being in a suburb, like literally a cookie cutter suburb. Like y- you look at the where they show and that could be any suburb in any city, anywhere across the United States. The trees line the fucking streets. Um, you know, you got beautifully painted houses, fences, you got the you know, you got the gay couple that everyone accepts, except for the one hateful neighbor, which is about accurate for a suburb. Yeah. There's always that one neighbor that hates people and yeah, apparently is tries to come on to you. Well, only... I, mean, I, see, I see the way the old people next to you look at you. <laughs> That's because they take the trash out and shovel their driveway. So. That's <laughs> no, the only thing they want you to plow. If you're having an affair, maybe don't do foreplay in the drive-thru. Just saying. I mean, they were they were trying to smile. They were smileys. What? Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be more torture. I think that'd be right about same torture of having a job, working there, and you have to say smile every single time you say something as working at Chick-fil-A and have to say my pleasure. After everything. A lot of fast food talk in this one so far, but uh, Chick-fil-A people really, like, don't seem like they're faking, you know? Like, Chick-fil-A people are always, like, they got that grin. My pleasure. Every time. I mean, they mean it. It, Like, they, like, tell, like, you know when someone says something and you can tell they're, like, bullshitting? Like, when a McDonald's person hands you your shit and they're like, have a good day. (laughs) You know, and you're like, yeah, you don't mean that, but I don't blame you. And then the Chick-fil-A people, you believe that shit. Yeah. You can, all, you can always walk into a Chick-fil-A and you can always pick out the employees that aren't that are new and are not going to last. Just by the way, you have everyone else like, perfect posture, my pleasure, my pleasure. And then you have the one, my pleasure. You're like, yeah, you're not going to last. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be gone well, next time I come here. And I mean, how do they keep people with those fucking attitudes? Because like... I don't know, man. 
I, I worked at Tim Hortons and I didn't think it was all that great. I, you know, I got, I don't know. Is there incentive pay? It's like, oh, and you, here's, here's your happy bonus for this pay period. Happy bonus. Like, I, I don't know, man. That's just, are they, is there, is that a child trafficking ring? Like, what's going on? Is there a threat of child trafficking? Like, we'll find members of your family if you don't fucking smile. And you're like, oh, okay, my bad. Are all the Chick-fil-A people slaves? Is that what's going on? Well, it's fair to assume, as Google just proved to me, that we're not the only ones that question this. So apparently, uh, they get hired on as based on how they are as a person and whether or not they fit in the rest of the team. Um, and they lean heavily in a friendly personality. Now, I know... That's profiling! Now, I know... That's I've, like saying you can't work here because you're black. You can't work here. Why? Because face doesn't look like you'd be happy. Well, same thing like... What do you mean I didn't get hired on at Hooters? Where are they at? I don't know, Angela Hayes. <laughs> nice way to swing us back. Um, uh, no, what, what, what I was gonna, what I was just gonna say on that because I've, I've heard, I've heard the stories of people who've worked at Chick Fil A where it's like they will write you up if you're not smiling or have a grin and say my pleasure, you get, you get written up and they will terminate people real quick, which is amazing in this economy when they don't, they pay ba- just marginally above. Other fast food places. Hmm. That they can just, you well, know, they can shit. just willingly just, hey. Above other fast it. food places at this point is, I mean, like, I see signs for fucking, for like White Castle. Oh, God. And then like 15 an hour. Makes me want to quit my job and go work at White Castle. Stress free, just pick up extra hours. Fuck, I can pick up another job. <laughs> no, you just fucking flipping on all them fucking sliders, dropping some chicken rings. I mean, nobody cares how long it takes. White Castle. You, you're they're, they're you're waiting. Well, <laughs> that, but like the whole thing with White Castle, well, everything's fresh, so you gotta wait. And do you ever complain when you're waiting at White Castle? Only when it's taking too long. Only when I'm at the one on Wilson. Only when it's taking too long. <laughs> the one on Wilson is <laughs> fucking awful. I've, I've been uh, the only car in the drive through It took 30 minutes to get my food. That was bad. Now that's bad, but like when you got like, I mean, you know, whatever. Swing it back. Swing it back. Um, so Angela has, Angela is ultra confident until someone returns the confidence, right? So yeah. you, you, you really learn who she is towards the end where, cause the whole time you do believe like, okay, she's, she's like this future model or whatever. But you also wonder like, well, how come she's never got some boyfriend she's bringing around or how, you know? So, is it because she's just a fucking bitch? Maybe. Because she's ordinary. Is she ordinary? No one's interested. Like, ah, she's hot, but... No personality. No personality. personality. I don't want to date her. Right. And then she's never... You find out she's a virgin. Even though she talks about all the guys she's fucked and sucked and... Yeah, photographers that she's banging. Yeah. At photo shoots. Yeah. You know? Was she really banging them? Obviously obviously not. not. But, um, the thing is, so she uses, she uses the people around, she surrounds herself intentionally because she doesn't want to feel bad. So she surrounds herself with people who make her feel better. I mean, you see this all the time with people. 
You know, that was that that was a common thing high school cheerleaders did. Well, that's why I hang out with you. Yeah, I know. Um, you're like, I look great in my wedding pictures because Tyler was there. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, she she considers Jane as less than her. Yeah. Right. So the fact so that it bothers her when she's like, I like Ricky. Right, she wants to say he's a freak and all this shit. Right, ah, just kind of like discount him, throw him to the side. Like you don't need him, Jane. This he, guy's a freak. He's gonna chop us up. Yeah, all this shit. He's a serial killer. Where'd you get that? Um. So you know, what happens is, uh, oh fuck. Yeah, I hate that. You like it right in the middle of something, and then it just leaves your head. So then the next example is she likes all the intention from her dad because, you know, he he fucking fumbles all over himself every time Angela's around, right? What do you say? You, you need a ride because we got a car. We got a car. You need a ride. You need a ride? I have a car. I have a car. We can take you. We got a car. You need a ride? <laughs> you need a ride? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take you to pizza. Yeah, I have a car. I got a car. Yeah. The car has wheels. It goes. Ride. Oh, oh, you have a car. Oh, wow. That's great. Oh, Jane's thinking about getting a car. <laughs> Like, Dad. And I got a car too. <laughs> he just trips all over himself. So then she, you know, gets a little more nervous when she comes up and he's been working out and she wants to feel his arms. You know, she's she's waiting for her, you know, magic touch for him to be all like, oh. but this time he's just confident. He's like, Yeah, you like muscles? Which and is... she's like, Oh, uh <laughs> I should go check on Jane. Which which in that scene. He's like, yeah, you like muscles? Would you like raging hard dick or softy at that moment? Did it turn you on? <laughs> Did it turn you on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was, yeah, I was rock hard. Yeah, oh yeah. That's where you had to lay down, right? You had to lay down on the couch. You're like, ah, I can just tuck this up in my waistband. No, you sit up to hide a, you sit up and hide a boner you know you no, lean you, forward you lay down and fucking tuck in your waistband and just what is, what is this breaking or breaking bad super bad we're <laughs> talking like is this super bad over here like breaking bad I never saw any boners <laughs> hey wait a minute bad. there was boners in breaking bad I must have missed something is that what they were breaking it was bad it was bad <laughs> um, oh shit Alright. Um, I love I love a good movie sin. I love catching a movie sin, right? So when his dad bursts in his room because Ricky got in the cabinet, right? Ricky turns around before his dad even hits him, he's got blood coming down out of his nose. I love I love I love just catching something something little like that. If you remember in Pulp Fiction I caught that where it, the bullet holes are in the walls before the yeah, dude before comes out of the bathroom. <laughs> so I, I love catching something like that. So if you watch the scene closely, audience, you'll see Ricky's already got a bloody nose before his dad throws one at him. Which, to poke a hole in your hole to poke, I just said that, you know, that he was just so turned on from seeing <laughs> yeah. uh, Jane's boobs through the window that he started, his nose started to bleed. I mean, he just obviously just really a massive erection, so bad that the blood didn't know where to go, so it started coming out of his nose. I mean, right. it's happened to the best of us. <laughs> right. 
Not me, because I'm the worst of us. So you're the best of us, and you got the bloody nose. So, yeah. eh, I mean, it happens. That's how it happens, right? I'm the worst of us, so I, I didn't experience that yet. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just hear like, oh my god, I'm so fucking, what the fuck is going on around? Why is my nose bleeding? Um. Who, okay, so how, how do you think his dad found out that the cabinet was open? Do you think it was... Do you think the mom said something? Like, not intentionally, because she obviously loves her son, but, like, do you think that she was just like, uh, yeah, he was in the cabinet. Like, just like, did he did he leave it open in a moment of, like, aloofness? Right? Did he just forget? He was so excited to show Jane his trash bag floating around. Well, there's two things with that. Is well, number one, if you notice, if if you noticed in the last scene that we saw his mom, she was holding a plate. It looked very similar to that that one, but you it never the camera never panned down far enough to see the the swastika. Yeah. So could have been the same plate. It could have could have been a different one. But the fact she was holding a plate makes it seem like okay, well, what's going on here? Did he leave it unlocked? She get it. Yeah. And or then, but you'd think he'd be beating the shit out of her. Because there's no way that woman's just that, like, <laughs> absent-minded. Yeah. Without just going through years and years of just just abuse. There's no way she's that shaken up. You know, she sits in a room and stares at a wall. She was sitting in the dining room, like, staring at the trance. wall. And he had to be like, Mom. Mom. And like, oh. Oh. Hi. Like... There's no way that that woman's just not abused every day of her life and just screamed at. Or, uh, my, my, my second theory on it is maybe when um, Ricky put the plate back in there, just maybe like, he didn't put it back in the right the same exact way that it was in there before and he noticed. And yeah. he obviously jumped the gun like, oh, it's my, my, dope, my dope fiend uh, son that just did that. Which is hilarious that that's... That he's so like, cause like they sent him to the, the mental hospital because, because he he, uh, he got a fight at school, and I mean he talked about like you know he wants the drug test and all that shit, but like, the I mean he, he's testing him as if, you know as if it was a kid that like OD'd at one point, you know like that had like right. a real fucking problem. Like that always is amazing to me the people that like freak the fuck out about weed. It's always very interesting it's to me. It's like, it's weed. And the, oh, the gateway drug. Okay, yeah, in some cases, sure. But... It's, it's fucking weed. Most of the time. I mean, look, if you find coke in his room, yeah, get worried. <laughs> you know? But get worried. For, get if worried. You just he, keep... has a, he has a lot of money somewhere. <laughs> you know, coke is expensive. Got. Yeah. Coke is a rich person's drug. Yeah. Now, heroin. That's a poor person's drug. Yeah, buddy. Speaking of heroin, I am getting into the wire. You're not getting into the needle? No. Okay. HBO show, The Wire. It was hard, first episode. I think I think I was just too invested in Sopranos when I tried tried it. I was trying to do I was trying to juggle them both. I, I found out I'm a one series at a time kind of guy. I'm a monogamous series guy, you know. You can't, you can't cheat series. You can't. Like, I can't. I can't have can't, a side series. You can't. You can't fondle the series over here and then like come back home to your comfort series and then like go out and find a different series at the bar. I and can't. Fondle. I gotta. I gotta take it one series at a time. 
if I if I'm doing one like I can have a wife series, like you know, because you know with the wife it's always like, and you know now, <laughs> all of six days, all of six days, <laughs> but you know you get the one episode with your significant other where it's like, and then and then they're like, oh well, I don't watch anymore right now, and you're like, well, yeah, but uh, finish it. <laughs> I want to... And they're like, oh, it's something else right now. Fuck, man. I want to watch it. So then, and then you're, then you got, then you got that time alone. You're like, I could watch it. God damn it. No, fucking no, wait. Anyway. So I got a wife series and I got a me series. So what you're saying is you would not do good in a series three way. No. The me series is, is me like jerking off. <laughs> so it's like a homemade movie. Right. Anyway. So, did you have, you have more on that point? Not on that specific point, but if you get more on that specific point. I have more on that specific point. Oh, you got another thing going on? I got another thing going Okay. So. It is about American Beauty, right? Yes. Because I keep sidetracking, so. So do I. It's okay. We've talked a lot about a fast food. Yeah. And speaking of fast food, what do you get fast food in? A bag. Does the bag mean anything? Fuck that bag. <laughs> now, here, here's the deal. If you film a plastic bag, you may just be... I, I don't want to say the word. Autistic. Oh, you said it. You can't say it. Ah, you said it. Fuck it. I said it. You can I'm not being mean. No, we don't have to bleep that. It's not being mean. It's just... The, I, I don't think it's any question that there is a little bit of autism in him. Oh, yeah. Like, prob, like the, the way he's portrayed, like, he's definitely got... Maybe, like, an Asperger's. Not in a mean way. I'm just saying. Like, autistic, maybe Asperger's. Like, something's going on there where he's just kind of like... Hey. <laughs> just the way he does it. Where they're, like, he walks up to Angela and Jane when they're smoking and, like, very obviously talking about him. And he just walks up and he's just like, hey. Like, hey. Or, like, or like when he's just... Or when he just films someone in front just, of them before yeah, talking to them about he's it. standing there on the fucking, on the, on the fucking patio just filming. Yeah, and, like, turns a lot. Click. Hey, it's me. Don't worry, just me, I'm filming you. It's just, exact. It's exactly what it's, you thought it was. It's <laughs> nighttime, and and I'm a man, you know. And men typically rape, you know, <laughs> rape women. At nighttime. You know, at nighttime, in front of their houses, and we're outside. Hey, it's me. It's exactly what you thought it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just that. Uh, yeah. That was, I don't think the plastic bag meant a goddamn thing. And like one thing I thought, like I mentioned it to you was I wonder how long how many takes it took to, to shoot that scene because obviously you it is it's not impossible it's not unheard of but it's pretty difficult to get a plastic bag to just fucking go in circles like that because yeah. like most of the time you sit there you put some air to it it's going to fucking blow whatever way so you probably have a fan to your left fan to your right fan over here someone up top with a fan like alright angle the fan this way alright just all the people the fans are going like this like moving left to right and shit yeah do we get it? Do we get? Oh, ah. Scott got in the shot. <laughs> God damn it, Scott! Like, how many takes did it did, did that 
that little shot take just to get the bag just it, right. Right. A lot or not. Maybe it was just a great day, a and great they just set that day. bag on the ground. They're like, "Go, little bag." You know, it's funny. I've seen I've seen so many like different shows like make fun of this this particular scene right here. Yeah. Just how fucking stupid it is. <laughs> like I don't get like I don't get the metaphor. Online, according to this page I clicked on of the philosophy of American Beauty, it's apparently someone really into fucking deep in depth on this one. They're saying that the, the bag represents dread. What? Fuck that, because when he talked about it, what he said it meant to him was the fact that he said it was the universe telling him that, you know, everything's all right. Like, that he doesn't need to worry. That's what he said. And so, what I was saying is, is it's kind of like, is this their way of saying like what they believe of the afterlife or something because plastic bag well not that but dead lester narrates this whole movie right i'd want to narrate my life too if i was dead sure but so or so that means i guess that i mean whether they mean it or not like whether it's just a lazy story because if they go oh we didn't think about that then it's just a lazy storytelling device but I got to imagine that the writer was like, well, yeah, we're thinking about this. Like, this is how we're, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. like I got to imagine that he's in part, cause he's already imparting mm. his philosophy, not his philosophy, his, how he feels about the American dream with this movie that, oh, like, cause the Burnhams have the white picket fence, the roses, the you know, the mom, the dad, the daughter. I mean, everything's... The they, American dream. They literally have the white picket fence. They literally have the big house and all this shit, right? And they're successful and they got a $4,000 sofa. And it's like, really? You're going to spend $4,000 on a sofa? I would never. So, I got to imagine that's... His other thing he's imparting is like, well, you know, I think this happens. So, you know. Um, so, for whatever reason, Ricky needs that comfort. So, this, is that... Did he think that now they don't come out and say it because, and I imagine because that'd probably be alienating to um, to some audiences, and so they just kind of say like the universe. But is that like his way of is that the universe looking out for him or like a god, right in the situation? Like because he's going through all this traumatic shit with his father, where his father obviously is not afraid of just laying a smackdown on him. Um. Smack down so hard your nose starts bleeding from flinching. <laughs> right. Before you get hit. Before like, you just Oh bleed. no! <laughs> yeah. Your body's already in preparation. So, yeah. I mean, is that... I, I, I don't know. Was that his, like... Or did he make the shit up and he's just like, Oh, this bag, it meant something to me because fucking scared of my dad all the time. The bag will protect me. I don't know. I don't know. That's all I have to say. Going on, um, going on his, his dad beating him the second time that he got punched when, you know, he said that he was the best ass in Best piece states. of ass in three states? Yep. Yeah. You mean to tell me he has no reaction time to that? Because, like, his dad, like, he did a whole, like, grunt and he took his arm back. Yeah. So, like, his dad was like, Hurr. and, like, at that point, I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's about to hit me, so I'm... Be-. No, he just... <sighs> 
fucking took it. Like, I well, that's like, what he says. He's like, I'll never fight you, Dad. Like, in the first beating. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean you can't, like, fucking flinch and react. Like, I'm not gonna fight you, but, like... He just takes it. I'm gonna make you work for it. I'm not gonna fight you back, but you go work for it. <laughs> Come on. You'll be quicker than that. <laughs> I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. For I, whatever... I mean, I don't know. That's how he's... That's how he's brought up, you or know? Or maybe, maybe it's the philosophy of if you fight it, you get beat even worse. Probably. like, you know, you already get ass whoopings. Just as a go kid. ahead, take get, your fucking... Get ass whoopings as a kid. You try to move around, you fucking get it even worse. Take your licks and move on. You know? I thought it was funny how he, like, he like he cocked his hand back, and he made this grunt noise, and I was like, that's he's going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's obviously his philosophy. Just go ahead and get it over with. Uh, real quick, John Cho. He's from Harold and Kumar. Yep. He was the Asian dude that walked in. Wasn't one of the dudes walking through the open house with his with her wife. So. All right. So you want to go? Kind of see he's doing well for himself. Do <laughs> <laughs> resolutions or quotes? What do we What did we say? Uh, <laughs> resolution. Okay. So. <clears throat> wrote out pretty much a whole page here. Let's hear it. So most of the movie... So it's kind of the American dream, right? But most of the movie is kind of based on selfishness, which one would argue is maybe a good part of the American dream. Uh-huh. You could say Lester lulled himself into a state of conscious hibernation because life wasn't the way he wanted it to be anymore. This could also be met by the fact that Carolyn likely wasn't willing to compromise on her pursuit of stuff or happiness or the American dream, whatever. Uh, whereas he doesn't have the same interest, or at least the same version of the American dream as her, right? Carolyn feels as if she is being suppressed because Lester uh, is no longer willing to be just bossed around. And wants to do his own thing. Wants to have his own thoughts. Uh, she gets caught cheating. And she's mad at him. <laughs> Not sure how that works. That's how it normally works though. Carolyn's mad at Jane for being a brat. But Jane could only be a product of the environment that she created. So, you know, yes, Jane could choose to be more understanding. And, you know, at least to hear uh, parents' side. But that's not exactly what teenagers do. Carolyn thinks everyone should be happy because of what she does and what they've built but she doesn't realize that it's not what everyone else wants and she's so selfish that she can't see any other perspective of her own that i feel like so much of this movie is built on selfishness and just self-absorbedness the, la the lack of ability to see other people's perspectives you know lester can't hardly see it lester just wants jane to like be his friend again <clears throat> Yeah, that's what he says during that first dinner scene. He's like, oh, Jane, Jane, we used to be pals. It's like, but he's just, he doesn't see what she's going through. Now, granted, teenagers kind of suck. Oh, yeah. Jeez. So they're, they're going to do that thing where they're just like, I'm hate not interested parents. in you. Hate my parents. We're yeah. Dead. I, I never want my parents dead, but I, we all hit that. <laughs> we all hit that teenager. Like, fuck Don't you fucking guys. Fucking talk to me. Yeah. Fucking leave me alone. I was never like, I'm, I'm going to take my boob job money and hire someone to kill my dad uh, never never reached that never reached any boob job money though no I mean as you see 
No flat chested. If you if you paid for surgery, you got fucking ripped off. <laughs> they already leaked out. This is helium. <laughs> so, uh, Ricky's dad's selfish, and basically his mood is just the mood of the house. You know, you see the way they all sit down and watch TV. And, like, he sits right in the middle of the couch, even when it's just him and the mother sitting there. He's like, and she's just kind of, like, leg crossed, leaning to the side of the couch. Okay. <laughs> like, we're watching. And they're watching army shows. And the mother's not, not even, like, looking at the TV. She's kind of like, I don't know. She's probably looking, but, like, it just seems more to me like she's just kind of like, I'm here. Don't beat me. The mood of the house is just based on him. And, you know, he's selfish in the, because, because he do, he feels he can't express the way he wants to express himself. Then he feels that everyone else must be miserable as well. And that's why he's such a miserable prick and just dictates how everyone else's operations are going. Um... <laughs> You know, the more I read this one, the more I'm like, I don't like it. I had a whole sex theory. I was like, well, once everybody started pursuing sex, they were happier. Except for one guy, but... He was confused. Jane and Ricky... <clears throat> Jane's happy once she starts banging Ricky, right? Carolyn's happy once she starts banging the real estate king. And... Luster's happy once he starts pursuing sex, you know, and, you know, as he, as he puts it, whacking off whenever he feels like it. So everything goes well for them. You could argue that, uh, Frank is just still miserable because he's, he's suppressed and he can't, he can't express that side of him. And then, you know... And to put put it into perspective even more, uh, you know, the gay couple's really happy, right? So they're, they're two people that are already having sex, right? So you see, the, these two people are very happy. Carolyn puts on her make-believe face, but then is a fucking bitch to Lester. Um, and, and Jane, when they're coming out for that first car ride. And so it's just a, just a quick, like, underlying topic of the movie where I was just like well sex is a solution <laughs> everyone's happy everyone's ha happier when they're pursuing or having sex and you know you talk about the gay couple not only are they having sex but they're having gay sex maybe that's the, maybe that's the answer to all this <laughs> gay sex you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna start having gay sex with my <laughs> wife how does that work I don't know we're gonna figure it out hey don't we'll call her Jim <laughs> No. <laughs> What'd you call Something. me? <laughs> uh, role playing, right? Where'd you put that? <laughs> I want to role play tonight. I want you to be my shop buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the other underlying plot is like, uh, like we we already kind of covered this. Is just the the god thing is or the afterlife, some form of afterlife. Are Ricky and and uh, Lester on the same wavelength of just 
because Ricky feels like he's figured it out. He's not. He says he's not afraid of anything anymore. And this bag told him everything he needs to know, which like, whatever. But then Lester says the same thing, narrating as a dead man. Not about the bag. Of course, the bag is in the background as he's saying it. But he says there's so much beauty. He says something very, like, very parallel to what Ricky says. Parallel. I did my hands around. Parallel. So I'm just used to going like this when I'm talking. And so I went like, parallel. (laughs) I was like, no, that's a line, dipshit. He said something parallel to what Ricky said, not verbatim what he said, but, you know, feel like my heart's going to burst, looking at all the beauty in the world, blah, 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 but, you know, then I remember to let it go. He completes Ricky's sentence, because Ricky just kind of goes like, I don't know if I can take it, you know, but then Lester, and he's dead, and so he's, I guess he's just enlightened now, and he's like, so then I just let it go, you know, I let all the beauty go, blah, 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 whatever. So, some sort of afterlife theory. Um, All of that having something to do with the American dream in some way or another. And then, the last one is just uh, the fucking close your curtains theory. Oh, yeah. Why the fuck is... Everyone's curtains open? Everyone's curtains... Like, is that a... Close your curtains... Is that like a suburb thing? Close your curtains and most of this shit doesn't happen. Like, is that like a summer thing? Like, why the fuck is everyone's curtains just all the way open? Blinds and curtains and everything all the way open. I don't understand it. Doesn't make sense. Um, Here, here's a th- here. the, 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 the main, the, the breaking point of the movie where Lester gets shot doesn't happen if, if Frank doesn't look in his garage window and go, oh my god, my son's blowing Lester. He's gay. And then he takes it as his opportunity to go over there and blow Lester. And Lester says, you got the wrong hey, you idea. got the wrong idea, and then he doesn't get it. So, and there's the other question. <laughs> that he blew is, Lester a different way. Right. Does Frank kill Lester because, A, he feels rejected... Or B, because Lester knows he's gay and didn't reciprocate. Like, so... Is he going like, hey, you're gay. Gay people just do gay stuff all the time, right? And so he just goes right up to him, like, let's do gay stuff. And he's like, oh, you do gay stuff with him, but you want to do gay stuff with me? And so he's killing him because of that. Or is it just because, like... So does it... What... I guess what I'm saying is, what does he think? Does he think Lester's not gay, and now this not gay guy knows I'm gay? Or does he go, I'm killing you because you rejected me. He still thinks Lester's gay. Does he think Lester's gay and kills him? Or does he think Lester's not gay and kills him? I think... I think it's a mixture of both of them, because now he's out here thinking that, you know... Like, first, do you think first. he processes that maybe he didn't see it right because the fucking window panes right there, are um, not the, but the house is in the way? <laughs> the division the, between the two the, windows the, are in the, the way? The house is in the way when the blind should be in the way as well. <laughs> right. Um, I think it's a combination of both where he's sitting there, he's thinking like, oh shit, this 
non-homosexual male now knows that I am gay, I am homosexual, Yeah. that scares him because obviously he had an upbringing where gays were not... not tolerated. Allowed, yeah. No, not tolerated. And then part of the rejection, too, as well, you look back at how he lives his lifestyle, he is the king, if you, in other terms. He, he is the ruler of his house. He is the one in charge. He gets what he wants. Yeah. So then to be told no or to get rejected to someone like that, I could see how tied in with coming to terms that, you know, it kind of kind of accepting your, your the reality of that you might just be gay and all the, I guess, all the emotions that flow with that that you just kind of snap. He's already fucking just willing to lay hands on his son and probably his wife, so... I mean, well, it's a stranger. Yeah. What's the so, neighbor? Yeah, that's just... That's just my thought. Another, another kind of like a a, a, a... a philosophy idea or something like that with this, though, is... Mm -hmm. So that scene where... Uh, he's looking through... He's looking out the window, and he sees... Uh, what looks to be his son blowing Lester. Yeah. You can kind of take that in a way is life is all about your viewpoint because his viewpoint was like, oh, he's fucking blowing Lester. <laughs> in reality, no. They were smoking weed. We're all joint. Yeah. Yeah. Like. It's all your perspective and your lack thereof, lack, and your lack of ability to see someone else's perspective. Which is the other people's problems in the movie, which kind of goes back to the selfish philosophy that I was talking about. So, which all ties into the American dream. Well, this is my American dream. I don't care how you feel about it. I'm doing this. This movie also has a... You're com competing with my American dream? Well, you need to die. And here's the other question. Does Carolyn kill Lester if Frank doesn't beat her to it? Or is she just going to threaten him? Going back and watching it now, I... I don't think she was going to kill him. Because she then cries yeah, into his think, clothes. I don't think she was going to kill him. I feel like she was pro more than likely she's probably going to like go more terms of like we're getting a divorce and that's like putting a gun as simple as it is. We're getting a like, divorce. We're getting a divorce, and you're not going to take me for all my shit. I will not be a victim. I won't be a victim. So I'm going to illegally threaten you. <laughs> threaten you. I'll make you the victim. I'm going to make you the victim. Like, I'm not going to be the victim. That's not what those... That's not what those tapes meant. <laughs> I'm not the victim. You're the victim. Yeah. You're the victim of a homicide. I mean, like, here's something to think about, though. Kind of like a... If you think about it, underlying message of the movie, which this movie has a lot of fucking underlying messages. Mm -hmm. As soon as you are happy, that's when your life takes a shit. Think about it. When everyone hit the point to when they were finally happy, except Carolyn and Frank, took a shit. Yeah. Well, no, you, you think about it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, Car Carolyn. No, Carolyn was Carolyn happy. Was she happy was fucking the real estate king. The, when yeah. she was fucking the king. Yeah. When she was fucking. Uh, you like getting buddy. nailed by the king? And then you like getting nailed she, by the king? Yeah. <laughs> she's she's fucking flexible. If that was really her. <laughs> Regardless, yeah. um, she was happy, and then they decided to go to Smiley's. Again, 
if you don't want to get caught, if you're having an affair, that it might be harmful if people catch you. Maybe just don't go to public places and start fucking out on the f- getting hickeys in the drive-thru, huh? So, like... I don't know. She was happy then, and then it just, as soon as you're at your happiness, it always... Something happens. Of course, Frank, I don't think, ever really got happy. Yeah, I mean, Frank was never a happy person to begin with. He thought he was going to be happy. <laughs> he was happy walking over to that garage, and then... It was like, it went out, the flame went out immediately. He was like, oh, here comes happiness. And Lester was like, whoa, you got the wrong, and he's like, fuck! There it went. <laughs> there it went. Yeah, so, just another idea, because, I mean, that was kind of like a recurring thing that happened in a movie to multiple characters. As soon as you hit your happy point, all of a sudden, just, I mean, he's like, sit there, and, you know, uh, Lester gets asked from Angela, you know, how are you know? How are you? He's like that's the first time anyone's asked me that in a really long time. He said I'm great. And you can tell he was just really happy. You know, he sat down. He's looking at the pictures of his family. And well, here's then, the other way it ties to sex. He hears Jane's happy because she's got a boyfriend. She thinks she's in love. Jane's sex made Lester happy. Lester didn't want to have sex. He wanted Jane to have sex. <laughs> Lester didn't want to pop a cherry. Why do, Here's why do, the other thing I think... feel bad about. Do, I mean, granted, I. Do you ever feel bad when, like, the main character never gets. What they wanted? Like, the the ultimate. Like, like I, don't, I don't feel bad that he did not statutory rape that girl. But you thought it was going to happen for him <clears throat> with the wife in that scene on the $4,000 sofa. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, Lester, get some legal pussy. Get some legal pussy from your married wife. And then they, it doesn't happen. And you go, already oh. destroyed by the king. Yeah. Getting- and you go like, Lester. So then the movie ends and you're thinking maybe, just maybe, he, he still has a chance to get some with, with Carolyn. Because the king's going through a divorce and then... He just never gets it. Lester hasn't had sex in years, and he dies having not had sex in years, and that sucks. Fucking jerking off in the shower. In the shower. Jerking off in the bed next to his wife. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I could do that one. Like, I feel like just like. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm too vigorous. <laughs> but like. You gotta go really slow. But that doesn't like. This is this is speaking from experience here. You gotta go really slow. And you gotta make sure she is deeply asleep. But like I'm like I moved to but like I gotta I gotta get like my legs comfortable. I gotta get like a good like. No, like, you don't worry position. about that if you're gonna jerk off with your wife. Yeah, I'm just bed. fucking. I'll get up and go to the goddamn bathroom. Like, if that's the case. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm at the point where I'm like I'm so horny out, I'm, I'm gonna jerk off in bed while she's sleeping next to me. I'm just gonna fucking bathroom. I'm joking, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's yeah. But that was fun, but. I don't think, listen, that that's fucked up that, like, I would hope that if I was jerking off in bed, I would hope my wife would either just be like, eh, okay, or, like, not roll over and be like, are you masturbating? Like, <laughs> let's read, let's read the full <laughs> quote of that scene here, because it's, it's here. What are you doing? Nothing. You were masturbating. I was not. 
Yes, you were. Oh, all right, so shoot me. I was whacking off. That's right. I was choking the bishop, chafing the carrot, you know, saying hi to my monster. That's disgusting. Never heard of chafing the carrots. <laughs> not, not beating the bishop. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> hi to my monster. He used, like... <laughs> I've Stop. never heard of any of those. <laughs> I've heard choking the chicken. I've heard beating the meat. You know, beating my meat, whatever. I'm trying to think of the other ones I've heard. Choking the chicken. I feel like the main ones spanking are... Spanking the monkeys. Spa- I've heard spanking the monkey. Spanking yeah. the monkey. Choking the chicken, spanking the monkey, beating the meat. Why do why do guys have all these have all these different? Why terms? do we keep making names for them? <laughs> I don't know. Why do we have all these different terms for like jerking off? But like, what what do we call it when fucking women masturbate? Flicking the bean. <laughs> Flicking the bean, as Roger from American Dad says. Flicking or, the bean. Uh, uh, Dane, Dane Cook says. <laughs> Dane Cook says, "I can't watch a woman touch herself because to me you look like DJ Diddles." Which is funny. DJ. DJ Diddles. Um. So I got quotes left. That's about all. Oh, I had I had one more. Okay. Uh, what time were we at? What's our time? Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. So. Hour why, why do you think that Lester did not have sex with Angela? He found out those are for. I think part of it probably was the fact that the way she talks. He probably thought like, "Oh, she's been around the block a couple of times. I'm not doing anything wrong. She's the best piece." I'm of not ass taking her. In- <laughs> I'm not taking her innocence or anything. As soon as he finds out that he's her first time and she was just trying to put this image on, and you know, she just liked the way he made her feel. And I think he, knowing that he had a daughter, he didn't want having that perspective of having a daughter. He probably felt that he wouldn't want his daughter taken advantage of that way. Once he finds out it's her first time, she's he's like, oh. Because like that's what did it. For, that's when he stopped, is when like, he found out it was her first time. But, like, if it was his daughter's 30th time, then ah, whatever. Men a- can take apparently, it back Apparently. It, look, it's, uh, it's not a movie of, like, grade-A morals. I mean, Ricky is a drug dealer. Like, as good of a guy as he is... And as terrible of the circumstances as he has, he's not a great dude still. Like, he still deals drugs and, you know, it's not a great thing. Now, granted, it's just weed, but, like, it is illegal. You know, I mean, depends on your moral code, I suppose. But I am aware that this podcast is is uh, basically discussing the pursuits of pedophilia. So. Which is, a, a, again, a good... A good topic for Kevin Spacey. Right. I think he's a fantastic actor, and uh, you can, it you really can... sucks. It really sucks that his personal life turns out it's the way it is. Because it's a good can, movie. You can be a good actor. You can like the actor, but you can you can like the acting of the actor, mm-hmm. but you can dislike the person. Right. Like I like R. Kelly's music. I don't like R. Kelly. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Alright, wanna do quotes? Let's do quotes. Oh sure, times are tight. You gotta free up some cash. You gotta spend money to make money, right? Like the time Mr. Florney used the company MasterCard to pay for that hooker and she used the card number and stayed at the St. Regis for what was it, three months? That's unsubstantiated gossip. That's fifty thousand dollars. 
That's somebody's salary. That's somebody's gonna get fired because Craig has to pay women to fuck him. <laughs> At the party, he says, it's okay, I wouldn't remember me either. Honey, don't be weird. All right, honey, I won't be weird. <laughs> Look, I'm not paying you to do whatever it is you're doing out here. Fine, so don't pay me. Excuse me? I quit, so you don't have to pay me now. Leave me alone. Asshole. That's how I want to quit. <laughs> uh, this one was better, easier to pull up from the IMDb page. Your father and I were discussing his day at work. Why don't you tell her daughter about it, honey? Uh, Janie, today I quit my job. And then I told my boss to go fuck himself, and then I blackmailed him for almost $60,000 past the asparagus. <laughs> your father seems to think this kind of behavior is something to be proud of. And your mother seems to prefer that I go through life like a fucking prisoner while she keeps my dick in a mason jar under the sink. How dare you speak to me that way in front of her. And I marvel that you can be so contemptuous of me on the same day that you lose your job. Lose it? I didn't lose it. It's not like, whoops, where'd my job go? I quit. Someone pass the asparagus, please. Oops, where'd my job go? <laughs> uh, I think that's probably my favorite. <laughs> that's my favorite scene of the movie is when they're fighting at the dinner table and he throws the asparagus plate into the wall. Just that It's my favorite scene of the movie. Um, oh, shit. I think I'm going to walk too. Jane, that's like almost a mile. Just the stupidest fucking thing. It's almost a mile. Where's your wife? I don't know. Probably out fucking that dorky prince of real estate asshole. That's all I got. So, what do you rate it? Out of ten, I would. I'm, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this an eight point eight. Because I would. I would watch it again. I, I just think it's very. It's a very dynamic and like more of like a complex style movie. There's a lot to take in, and you know you almost have to watch it again. Yeah, there's a lot to take in. There's different viewpoints to take in on it, and it makes it great for discussing. Which is why I wish our third person was here to have their input. Which we are missing. If you haven't noticed by now, we're missing someone. <laughs> if you're a regular listener, spoiler. Yeah, somebody's missing, but that's all right. So that just. I think I, now, granted, we do have a bit of a rotating cast here, so if you haven't caught on by now, it's kind of, you know, it's typically the the most podcasts that happen are pretty much Coda, Charles, and myself. Um, Jason's jumped on as our, our tech dude, and uh, he has an open invitation to any of these, because he's a good conversation guy, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Harley is obviously always welcome because he's a great conversation guy as well. It's just he works second shift and so it's harder to do that. And Harley and I have been kind of tackling the James Bond series, uh, which is a bit of a slow burn. It's just 27 movies and it's a lot. So those will be rolling out. By the time this comes out, uh, I think Dr. No will have come out. So you hear Harley and I on that. Uh, the video... Is starting this I think this will be our first video unless we get to recording the circle jerks it depends depends how that goes so yeah, we'll see we'll see how this goes anyways 8.8 8. 
I think that's it. probably the highest rating I gave any movie we've done. Um, I just liked it. I'd watch it again. What do you give it? I'm just going to give it eight and a half. Uh, though I... This is where the letter grade thing kind of fucks me up. Because I thought a letter grade was it's, it's a C. the good way to... Eight and a half is B a B, but... I mean, a, like, oh, out shit, of ten, yeah. it's direct percentages, shit. but, yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Um, I, I think I want to stop numbers. I just want, like, me personally, I just want to say letter grades every time. Because I think it's an A movie, but somehow when I'm rating it out of ten, it still only feels like an eight and a half to me. Which I understand is a B. But in my head, I still want to give it, like, an A minus. Because, like, it's an A movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's well done. It's... Uh, you know what I mean? I, I get what like, you're saying. <clears throat> I like a letter grade. And I think it's an A movie. And that doesn't... Because the number thing, I kind of feel like sometimes... You give that number... and But if you rate it too high, it's kind of like that. Well, where are you going from there? Like, what... What does something have to do to be better? And there's so many fucking movies that the rate. This is why I didn't like rating to begin with. <laughs> like you and Charles really pushed rating, and I was like, "Yeah, but I don't like rating. I just want to talk about it." I don't know. But you gotta talk about if you like the movie or not. And I, I think I do typically express it. But anyway, I'm sticking with letter grades. And I think this was an A movie, and I don't think that anyone would argue with that unless this is just someone's like like just genre wise and like unless someone's just like where's the action i don't know no booms yeah no well booms. there's one boom there's boobs there's one boom there's boobs instead of booms <laughs> someone's like man zero out of ten no real pedophilia completely hate it it didn't have he backed out <laughs> I wouldn't have backed out. <laughs> yeah. Alright, well, uh, at Constant Crisis 1 on Twitter and Constant Crisis Hotline at Yahoo.com. Uh, thanks for listening or viewing uh, now. And uh, everybody have themselves a good night or day or morning or whatever, where, whatever, wherever this podcast catches you. I hope great so thanks for listening or viewing goodbye